Okay. All good? Yeah. Cool. I never recorded a podcast before. <laughs> yeah. Well, welcome. Cheers. Cheers. Salud. <laughs> So welcome to the Rocket Zimmer. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Talking with Christy, who is a world traveler. Yeah, so what is it that drives you to take the initiative, maybe spend an extra, a little extra money or maybe save up a little extra money and time in order to go on some traveling excursion? Like, what do you think drives you to do that? Mm. Or what are the things that you look forward to when you're going to go to a new place what are you most anticipating? There's different things. One of them is just the natural beauty. So I love going to places that are just naturally like, wow, this is incredible. Like the nature is definitely like a huge draw for me. So seeing different mountains and the oceans and... So top three most beautiful places. You got five seconds. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Okay, um, one of them definitely top three. There's a cenote in uh, Mexico, um, close to, like, in between Playa del Carmen and Cancun. And it's called the, the cathedral, like the cathedral cenote. And it's uh, like an underground cave, um, freshwater spring. Oh, wow. And it's like there's hardly any people that have even been able to experience something like that, I feel like. And you feel like almost in an otherworldly place. Like how did this even happen? Like, so do you like go down into a cave where mm -hmm. the water is? And is it like really dark in there? Yeah, they have some lights that they've put like so that, I mean, otherwise it would just be complete darkness. Like you can't see your hand in front of your nose, you know? Okay. <laughs> um. And, like, I guess the Mayan culture, like, they used to use it for graveyards and things like that. So even in some of the old cenotes, they find old, you know, old skeletons and things like that still. Okay. And are these the caves with, like, stalactites? Yeah, stalactites, stalagmites. And then it's filled with this just, like, purest, like, the purest water you can imagine in your life. The clearest, like, you don't even almost see that it's water except for, like the how do you say the water on the like the top of oh, the yeah, water like where, film where the water yeah, meets the air and what's that, that called oh, i don't know i forgot um, i remember learning it in school i know me too <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah where it's almost like a, a it looks like a sheet almost yeah like if it wasn't for that like the air and the water would just be one like it's so clear so that's like one definitely top three place in my life that i've seen it's just totally undescribable. Oh, that's and awesome. you can swim through. The water is very cold, but you swim through and it's just mass this massive underwater cave that goes on for forever and it's just yeah, it's Were you insane. scared of like getting bit by some random like weird creature? I was a little scared. Okay, I would be. <laughs> yeah, but it was worth it. <laughs> like anytime I'm in a thing like that, I think like, oh yeah, like it's not really a big deal, like swim in a lake and then once I'm in the yeah. lake I'm like What's going on around? <laughs> but so yes, okay, that's one. Then what's name? Just two more, maybe out of just okay. 
Um, I mean, New Zealand as a whole, like as a country, just has so many spots. So do I have to do more than watch Lord of the Rings? or yeah. do go? <laughs> It's a little better when you're there in person. <laughs> okay. Really so you would just say New Zealand as a in whole. general, mm-hmm. or is there, let's say, one region of New Zealand that you could tell people, if I had, I got to stop over in three or four days and I want to see a little area of New Zealand. I'd say any airport, you're just, an, you're close to anything super beautiful. Yeah. I mean, if you're willing to drive an hour or two hours, the landscape can change so fast. So you can see, um, you can see a lot in, in a short amount of time. I was there for almost a year traveling around the whole country. And some people really prefer the South. They say like, oh my gosh, the South Island is the most, because there's two main islands, the North and the South. And some people say like, oh, the South Island is so much cooler than the North. The North is where all the people are. And, you know, the South has the mountains. But I personally think I actually enjoyed the North because it's more volcanic and you have more like all the thermal spas and um it's just really weird like i don't know it just kind of feels like you're on another planet almost oh that's cool where the south is maybe i don't know but then there's all the fjords way in the what are those like the um uh, where there used to be um glaciers oh and the glaciers have melted and met like left the mountains behind Oh, that's cool. And so in the very, very south of the South Island of New Zealand, you have the fjords, and that's just completely breathtaking. That would probably be in top three, too. Okay. So just a quick announcement to the New Zealand tourist industry. We are looking for sponsors of the uh, (laughs) RZ podcast. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so do you want to, is that the three, or do you want to add one more? Um, Probably one more, which would be in Vietnam. And that was in the town of Sapa, which is in the north of Vietnam, kind of close to the border of China. And there's a uh, a cable car. I think it's the longest cable car in the world, actually, or it was at the time. And it takes you all the way to the top of these mountains. And there's like a an old Buddhist temple up there, or temples, and huge statues amazing i was there with my boyfriend and like we couldn't even talk when we were there like the views were so breathtaking and you felt this like incredible peace like come over you so it was like the landscape was insane and also just like the feeling when you were there those would probably be top three actually it's interesting there's in philosophy there are different discussions about the nature of the sublime, for instance, and the beautiful. And one philosopher, he had like different, I think he had two different descriptions of the sublime and one had to do with nature. So if you're looking Mm -hmm. out into the ocean, it's almost like you can't even conceive it. Uh And that's a certain element of the sublime, which kind of reminded me of when you said you couldn't even speak. It's almost too beautiful, too, almost too beautiful to be described, which is, that's why it would almost be sublime because it's this, this thing that the human mind can't wrap its head around. Yeah, we really couldn't. Like, honestly, we were there the whole day. And I think all we could say was like, wow, just a few times. And like, we were just walking around just in complete awe. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah it's it's worth going all the way across the world just to see that. 
So let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> Enough fun and games about talking to where <laughs> you the places you saw. No, so so one of the draws is just the natural beauty of the world. Yeah, one of the, the one of the main draws is just the natural. I love being in those places that just take your breath away. And it's like, wow, I've never seen something like this before. I've never seen something so beautiful or beautiful in a different way, you know. I know like the sunflower or the uh no the dandelions growing in my yard are yeah. pretty beautiful, but it's <laughs> nice to see some other stuff too. You know, so so yeah. Then, so yeah, so the natural beauty, which really makes sense. And I think that many people don't appreciate the natural beauty around them as mm-hmm. well as at other places. For True. instance, I've gone to a vacation before and spent time in the pool and, you know, enjoyed warm weather, but haven't necessarily taken the time to soak in the surroundings even of some mm-hmm. very pretty places so i think that that actually is something that must be either learned or just let grow yeah a quick example of that it was really funny i was living in cancun at the time and uh i went to see the sea turtles laying their eggs and it was crazy because it was like oh my gosh here's this sea turtle laying her eggs in the beach and like i don't know a hundred meters up the beach, there's clubs and parties and your typical like Cancun nightlife going on. And nobody even has any freaking clue what's happening right on the edge of the water. You know, like I'm watching this super cool thing that most humans don't even get to see a turtle laying her eggs. And people who were up the beach could have actually experienced that if they took the time. Yeah, but they would have had absolutely no clue that anything like that was even happening, you know? It was just like a funny situation to be in. Not that like partying and having a good time can't be super fun too, you know? But But, kind of back to what we were talking about, it takes uh some almost some focus or intentionality Mm -hmm. to see some of those things. Or just as simple as appreciating the moon at night Mm -hmm. on your drive home from work. Totally. Yeah, like I come back to the Midwest uh, to visit my family and it's like, wow, in the summer I come back and it's just like, oh my God, like it's it's so green and it's just so beautiful and all the huge trees and I mean, honestly, it's just beautiful. And then you come back in the winter and maybe there's like a really pretty like thick snow with huge snowflakes and you're just like, oh my gosh, like I'm in freaking Narnia right now, <laughs> you know? And That's it's like, true. wow, like... You can find beauty, I think, um, like no matter where you are, but I like to kind of search it out too. Oh, that's cool. That's a good way of thinking about it, maybe searching mm-hmm. out new forms of beauty. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what would you say is another aspect? Because I don't think it doesn't seem like it's just. It's not just the natural stuff because I also like going to big cities and other crazy places. It's also just like having the experience of feeling like. Like, you just don't know what the f*** is going on, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, being in a crowd and realizing that, like, each individual person in this huge crowd, like when we were in, for instance, Hanoi or Ho Chi Minh, two big cities in Vietnam, like, you're in this field of millions of people. And then to realize, like, that each one of those people probably has, like, their family of some sort, their their work of some sort, their individual life and their their interests and their passions and their fears. And it's like, wow, I don't know. I mean, you could find that in any country, in any big city. But I also like that feeling of going around the world 
and meeting people, you feel so small. And I kind of like that feeling, actually. (laughs) And maybe it's easier to recognize in a sea of people who aren't speaking your language, Mm -hmm. who have different customs than you. Yeah, and also that, like, meeting people and just being around people and realizing, like, oh, like, there are so many people that are just, like, really happy people or really kind or they just, they're doing the best they can. I mean, people are the same no matter where you are. We're all human beings. And just to kind of see, like, all of that play out in different countries in a different way is really interesting. So to summarize a little bit, some of it's the natural beauty. Another side are the cultural... Just kind of the cultural, like, you see all the differences, but then at the same time you see how we're all really similar in the same way. Kind of seeing the, like, the differences and the the sameness, like, at the same time, kind of. That's really fascinating to me. And then... The food would definitely be a big draw. <laughs> so best couple, let, name some, not, I wouldn't say no, let's not do a best thing, but let's do a couple of highlights, things that surprised you when you went to a new country and something you didn't even expect, something that hit you out of the blue, like, oh, I never knew this was even a thing, or I never knew that mm. you could do something like that. May, maybe name two or three of those things that you didn't expect. Uh, I knew that some of the best coffee from in the world comes from Vietnam, but I didn't realize the culture was like so wrapped around coffee. I mean, everywhere you go, it's just coffee, this, coffee, that. They mix coffee with everything, you know. They Like what's some strange thing that they mix? So it with? they make like coffee tonics, you know, they'll mix it with tonic water. They Are you make, serious? Yeah. Yeah, it's really oh, weird. Crazy. I wasn't so crazy about that one, but what I loved... Uh, which what sounded really gross and weird at the beginning was egg coffee. And it's really common there. They whip like egg yolks and then you pour coffee over it. And just it's the yolk? Just the yolk. Yeah. Oh, that's weird. Just a raw yolk. Yeah. And it's it's really strange, but it's really delicious actually. But the whole culture there, they have egg coffee, coconut coffee, mango coffee, coffee tonic. Just regular coffee, iced coffee, iced coffee with, I mean, they just drink like coffee with everything, which really surprised me. Because when you think of Vietnam, you don't think of... When I think of Asia, I think of tea, you know, I don't really think of coffee at all. And we got there, which was great for me because I love coffee, but it was just like completely overrun by coffee. And some of it's like really, I mean, it's all really good and delicious like even if you just order a coffee like just black coffee or black iced coffee it's really good but they're like super creative and super modern with their like the coffee shops feel like you're going into the future and some of them they're super um they have like crazy contraptions with different like iced coffee drips and i think it's way more advanced and modern than people realize as far as coffee goes i mean you go into a starbucks and it feels like you go back 20 years you know sounds like a hipster's paradise (laughs) (laughs) yeah pretty much now i know you've lived in a lot of different places do you feel that there's one place that is kind of home or has it kind of become more just where you're at it's definitely become where i'm at yeah at this point because i moved away from the states like more than 10 years ago now and I don't know, like I've only been 
back in the States for like really short stints of time just to visit my family or I think one summer I was back for a couple of months. Honestly, it doesn't really feel like home anymore. It, you know, home is just kind of where, where the heart is. Where the home is where the heart is. <laughs> it's interesting to talk about the balance between, well, on the one hand, that short amount of time that a lot of people have, if they have to go on a vacation, maybe they've saved a little or, but they, they aren't even, even if they said, hey, I'm going to live cheaply and experience this, they are still limited by the time. And then there's the other side where you need amount of, some amount of time to get to know the culture. And that's, so I feel like that's a topic we could explore. That's a hard one. I mean, because there is value, I think, on just going out of your country, even if it's just for a few days, you know, um, or going on a, just more of a vacation style trip where you are just staying at a hotel and enjoying something different than what you're used to. I mean, that's also travel, you know, I don't want to get down on people for taking a vacation and then. I remember meeting people like there's always the better traveler, you know, like there's always the guy in the hostel that, you know, his passport is booked up and he has to order a new passport and he's full of tattoos. And, you know, like he's like, oh, he's the best one. He's the best traveler here. It's like this competition, you know, always has a crazy story about all the that happens to you when you're traveling. And like, like, yeah, I was in Vietnam. He's like, yeah, but when I was there. I was like doing cocaine when I jumped out of an airplane and landed in a Buddhist temple. Exactly. (laughs) Thanks, man. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So you can never compare your story to others, you know, like if all you can do is just, you know, like go out to a state park on the weekend or take a long weekend and, you know, go out there and just enjoy it. Like, good for you. I mean, enjoy it, you know, just enjoy the, like the nature that's around you and the people that surround you. Honestly, I mean, I'm super happy that I've made that a priority of my life, you know, seeing other places and things because it is something that I just totally love. But at the same time, anybody that can, you know, just like get out of the house, go for a walk, you know, (laughs) see something pretty, watch the sunset. Like that's what you're doing in a lot of these places is just taking the time to actually enjoy your surroundings. Sometimes when people take time off work, whether it's vacation or just a holiday, mm-hmm. it all—it's it, almost creating the space for you to see that beauty that's in front of you day to day, and kind of learning to open your eyes a little bit. Yeah, so I would never want to get back down on somebody like, oh, like, oh, I've traveled so much, and I have seen this, and I've seen this, and blah blah blah. You know, like, I mean, that's just like. It doesn't really make any sense to like compare your story with someone else's, you know. It's just some sort of egotistical, yeah, braggadocious mentality. Yeah, and it's horrible. It's like recently I went to uh, La Paz, Mexico, which has really beautiful beaches. It's in Baja, California. And I was just thinking when I was there, like, oh man, like, I just wish everybody could come here and experience this. Like you just have that feeling of like, oh, I just, I feel so lucky and I just wish that everyone could do this, you know? And so it's not like, oh, why aren't you doing that? You should be traveling more because that's not everyone's interest. But when I'm doing it, it's like, oh, like 
I just, I just want everybody to be this happy. <laughs> well, on that note, a uh, very positive note, actually. She's a better human being than I am. <laughs> <laughs> so it's really interesting to talk, and I'm sure we can talk again more, delving into some of those things. It's always hard to because it's that... hard to sum up twelve years of travel in an hour. So yeah, <laughs> but maybe hopefully in you know fan the flames of some people who desire to go to those places. Yeah, I hope so. Mm-hmm.